Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear... Now, it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man, I'm sorry. You know what, I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway, so go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. Today we're doing a Joel-specific topic, not like the topics about Joel. Like, you know, Joel's moving, let's figure out what kind of boxes he's going to need. Quick tip for those who are moving, go to a bike shop and use one of those boxes. They have big oh. boxes and they don't know what to do with them. Uh, but That's no, a really today, good idea. Joel picked out this uh, topic. It's uh, the best comic book resurrection, superhero resur- resurrection yes. specifically. But I think there are a few on this list that might not qualify as a superhero. It's true. This idea was inspired by reading Secret Empire today, which, hey, spoiler, not spoiler, there's some resurrections that happen in that book. There's a little bit of resurrection. There's also a a tease about somebody being uh, integral to the plot of Secret Empire, and I have no idea who that is in the bed. But, uh, ne- neither do I. I'm like, who who is old? Who is what? Right before they were before I realized they were old, I was like, maybe the century, and then I was like, no, nobody yeah, cares. Century- I was reading up on the Sentry the other night because I was working on some more pitches for another pitch episode. He went out into space and never came back right at the end of the original Uncanny Avengers. Was he even in that? I didn't even know he was in that one. I thought, last time I saw Sentry, he died in Siege, and then I think they brought him back when they made that. As a horseman in Uncanny. Uh, Okay, because I remember he was in the Undead Avengers or something, and then they were like, ah. Yeah, he, he was a horseman. That, like, the Apocalypse Twins were manipulating, but then, like, he came back to himself, and like, he took something into space. He did a big heroic sacrifice thing, and I think he's still out there as a zombie, maybe? I could be wrong. Who cares? He's just waiting for somebody to come back. That's that's why my next cosmic pitch, when if we ever do another round of those, will involve Zombie Sentry in some <laughs> regard. Maybe, uh, actually, it's funny, Zombie Sentry factors in, that could be the setup for Marvel Zombies. Since I Zombie like Sentry is Patient Zero. I like that a lot, actually, man. That's I, I don't think the writers meant for that to connect, but holy shit, that connected. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about some characters, some of the best. I mean, we could talk about some of, like, like, all of them, but I think we should just talk about the ones that are worth mentioning or worth a damn. Or the ones that resonate with us deeply. And it's funny, when I was researching this topic of characters who have come back from the dead. Some characters have come back from the dead multiple times. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll get into those. Um, one that I got to talk about right away is uh, that we covered on back issues, of course, was Green Lantern Rebirth, Hal Jordan's mm. Resurrection. Yes. Uh, what, Hal- what a resurrection. Yeah, it's funny. I was just reading, reading an article from 20 years ago uh, mm-hmm. by Ron Mars, who was talking about uh, writing the issue where they celebrate Green Lantern's funeral, uh, Hal Jordan's funeral. It was the follow-up issue for, of Green Lantern right after Final Night, where they are uh, paying homage to, the, to, to the, the sacrifice of Hal Jordan Parallax, and we get to see like some insights into what the superhero community really thought of him and stuff. And Ron Mars is talking about how he's like, in my mind, 
we're done with Hal Jordan. We've told all the Hal Jordan stories we're ever going to tell. The fact is, the character's old and irrelevant. We've got Kyle here. And even if we don't like Kyle in the future, we've got Guy and John. The room where there's there's plenty of other characters to explore. We don't need Hal Jordan. Oh, how he would live to eat those words. It's amazing how, like, totally okay with letting Hal Jordan just fade into obscurity Ron Mars was. And by and large, how the community felt as well. Because I remember reading at the time, and I was like, yeah, whatever, I wasn't reading Green Lantern to begin with. Kyle didn't get me to start, but I certainly wasn't reading there, it before. There was some pretty, like, uh, militant Hal Jordan fans. What did they have there? Heat, uh, Hal's Emerald Action Team or something that went on, like, a huge letter-writing campaign back in the day, if oh, I'm not mistaken. people were very upset. I mean, you know, it, but what's funny is editorial certainly didn't care given the fact that Hal used the destruction of Coast City as like a like a character building exercise where he was like you know we've I've lost things but everybody's lost something in their world and maybe I'll use it to better myself and then mm -hmm. Ron Mars takes over the next issue and he's like no like just I'm fucking crazy just night and day night and day the one writer's like yeah I think that Hal can overcome this he's willpower and then Ron Mars is like no kill this son of a bitch <laughs> I think that's another beautiful example of eventually fans becoming writers where it's like Ron Mars was cool with it. L little Jeffy Johns wasn't okay with it, though. Yeah. And when he became a writer, he was sure to fix that shit and put it back to the way he remembers. Big time. Jeff Johns has an opinion about two legacy superheroes in the DC universe and what they should be doing and how big a role they should be playing in the DC universe. And so we'll get into the other one in a minute. But and, and he got his way both times, which is pretty impressive. And they both got their rebirth. Yeah, and they were both really good. They, and they were both really solid. That's the thing. Uh, which helped. What was it? Uh, so Hal Jordan comes back. I think it was a really solid retcon. It was. It was. A, it was. While I don't agree with the idea of making Parallax the reason he went bad, like that Parallax was a separate thing. It was more that this is where you get into fanboy territory here. It wasn't enough that Hal needed to come back. He needed to be vindicated of all wrongdoing while at it. Well, otherwise people would 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 con. They, he'd have Hank Pym syndrome. Yeah, he would. Hey, remember that time you killed everybody? Remember that time that you punched your wife? First of all, it was a misquote. It was a it was it was a misunderstood script <laughs> moment in the damn like script that the writer or the artist got. Secondly, I was out of my mind at the time. Third, that was thirty five years ago. And fourth, why hasn't Marvel just retconned it? I know, right? It's it's not only has Marvel not retconned it, but they continue to bring it up even in Secret Empire. At the very least, don't reference it anymore. But no. So yeah, Hal Jordan comes back vindicated, and they also, not only does he come back, they undo his evil. Yes. And they bring In him back way. to life. But they also youth him up a little bit by saying that Parallax made him kind of old, too. May get rid of the gray in his hair, which I think is like a signature Hal Jordan look. It's distinguished, isn't it? It's very most interesting man in the world. I like it. I've always liked the like the faded white in the sides of Hal Jordan's hair, but... Um, they need to have that so him and Rachel Ghoul can have an adventure where they're like, ah, nice hair, yes, ah, I agree. Awesome side hair bros. Um, <laughs> That's what they can be. And then they can high-five uncharacteristically, just like the awesome facial hair bros. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, like, I I don't know. I, I It was funny, we were like, we couldn't just make him, like, come back to life. We also gotta make him, like, 
a little young too. Because I think that the one thing that everybody liked about Kyle Rayner was that he was younger. So yeah. we got to recapture that. Um, but otherwise, the and way... And also, too, he brought back all the Green Lantern ephemera. That really was a resurrection for everything Green Lantern. Hey, the Guardians are back, and all these other Lanterns are back, and all the everything. The lore. we brought. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just resurrecting Hal Jordan. They resurrected the Green Lantern lore. And made it back. one of the biggest damn things at DC for a long time. And by the way, not to anyone's chagrin, uh, the, you know, John's milked a bunch of really solid stories out of it. Years worth. Yep. And, uh, oh, well, so he resurrected Sinestro for the same price. Um, but a lot of really, like, cool stories came out of it. So, at the end of the day, while it was obviously shameless, it was obviously, like, agenda-driven, it's just Jeff John's like, I want to write about Hal, and I don't care if Kyle's been around for a decade and people like him and he's gone through his own bullshit, but no. This is how I get here. I, this is how I got to do it. And you know what? At least the son of a bitch did it through continuity and through maybe not expert storytelling but at the very least like classic michael bay the rock the type storytelling it's it's arguably he did it the right way i think that's a good blueprint for being bringing a character back to life and actually making it matter and making it resonate yeah if you're gonna bring it back a do it in continuity and b have a modicum of respect for your reader and uh, and john's does i think because he was a reader and wanted to be respected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. And also, uh, again, I could be getting this wrong, but didn't he also play around with the idea of killing Hal in like the new 52 run? They killed him off for a minute. It's like, hey, and here's Baz the Green Lantern, everybody. You're going to love him. He's your new friend. Okay, not really. Well, then Hal just became a Black Lantern. We're going to bring him back. That's messed up just to the nth degree given Jeff Johns' history with the Green Lantern character. Like, you just brought back Hal. Yeah. And now you're going to try to Kyle Rayner up Hal Jordan again. But it's using funny, like, isn't it? But using uh, like an agenda character. Like it was just weird. It was a weird, stupid idea. Um, I still, when it comes to lanterns, I'm more forgiving than others when it comes to like having a lot of lanterns around. I don't it kind of comes with the territory. I don't know if Sector 2814 needs more than three <laughs> yeah, I, I quite like Jess and Baz right now. I like the buddy cop picture they've turned their book well, into. they finally did something with him, but Baz is older than folk remember, and his... For me, I'm like, alright, you know what? My, fine, make another one. But, uh, but I don't like superfluous superheroes. No, I know you don't. That's a big button for you. Well, it's just like, you got Jon Stewart! No one has written a killer Jon Stewart story they really in haven't. 20 years. Even and when there were six Green Lantern books, they still couldn't find anything worth a damn for Jon to do. Even when they killed the core and there were only, like, two lanterns ever, they still couldn't tell a damn Jon Stewart story. And it's so weird. Wait, they had to wait for freaking Bruce Timm and the gang to make a good, uh, and, and Dwayne McDuffie to make some... Some John Stewart love, and thankfully the, the best John Stewart stories all exist in the Justice League cartoon. Ain't that some shit for you? They even adapt the best single John Stewart story from the comics in yep. the show, so you get all kinds yep. of love. But uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Hal Jordan came back to life. That was he cool. sure did, and that it was, was cool. Uh, who do you have on you, on the list? Oh, I got so many here. Know, it's hard right? to pick. Uh, that's the thing is that there's so many that came back to life. By the way, uh, these are best resurrections so spider-man is not any of these because he's died three times and each time <clears throat> it sucked uh here's one for you because you did dc i guess i'll do a marvel yeah, bucky bucky barnes the winter soldier 
that's it's not just a resurrection it's like a solid big old retcon that is oh yeah actually it's it's i'd say i'd say as big i don't think it it lasted as long as the no. Hal jordan resurrection like resonation like the reverberations of Hal jordan's resurrection are still being felt to this day we didn't get an event out of the return of bucky but it did make captain america a must-read book for a good long while there yeah no bucky's resurrection was amazing Uh, and and flew in the face it it was indicative for me of like the the ballsiness of marvel back in the day where they were like there are a few things that are always evident in marvel Gwen Stacy, Ben Riley, or no, I'm sorry, Gwen Stacy, Uncle Ben, and Bucky Barnes are never coming back to life. Yeah. All of them have come back to life. You gotta imagine how hard Brubaker probably fought for that, where he's like, no, 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 I got a great story about him being a Soviet sleeper agent, and they keep him on ice, so he's the winter soldier, so he only comes out every couple years, and that's why he's older, but still young. For me, you tell me that pitch, I don't care what decade I'm in, I'm on that. Like... When I was told that was the retcon, when I heard Bucky came back to life or was resurrected or retconned back in, and I heard that pitch, I was like, you got me. I it's like a that. killer pitch. It's a killer pitch and a good execution to back it up. Absolutely. That, in in an amazing are, run. Because some folk are good pitch men but like, can't stake the landing. Brubaker's one of those people who's like, I think I can tell a spy book. Mm, and like, boy, did he for a long time that Captain America book. Yeah, man. Well, he's also the guy you got to thank Brubaker to, for making uh, Sam Wilson relevant enough to become Captain America. That too. He he did a great job with all of the Captain America mythos and lore, and we got a bunch of great World War II flashbacks where he reframed the Bucky Cap relationship, where it's like, no, 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 no. it wasn't like you know a OG Willikers. He wasn't Robin. No, he was his own weird thing he was basically a fucked up little child soldier who they're like well send the kid in he's tiny the germans probably won't be able to shoot him as easy he's skinny good for thieving yeah exactly that's good exactly for warren what, good for war that's basically what steve said he's good for Warren. yeah why did you bring a child into nazi occupied countries well because he was skinny and he would fit in places we couldn't and he was good for warren and why'd you dress him up in little short shorts? Well, I already had a costume, so he wanted one. He had to match. <laughs> well, we're, we're not going to go into the battlefield not matching. That's a fashion crime exactly. is what that is. I mean, come on. I'm a grown man. I'm willing to wear a costume. There's no way that a child is not going to need a costume. Mm-hmm. It'd be great Plus if it's they... A... Hmm? Or, or no, go ahead. I was just going to say it'd be great if they were like... Batman is a comic book in the Marvel Universe, and they're like, come ah. on, Robin, man, we gotta have a Robin. <laughs> Plus, you know, costumes, too, help, uh, what does it take, the edge off the dark horrors of war, wearing a colorful costume. Yeah, nothing like liberating Auschwitz while wearing a knockoff Robin costume. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, I'm having fun, right? Fun? This is nothing about this is fun. Oh, no, what have I done? Hey, Bucky, how many people did you kill today? Seven. Seven. Oh, yeah, no. And I got really good at sniping, so it got a little less That gross. too. I like that, too, giving him, like, a new power set and being like, no, 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 he just wasn't, like, a kid tag-along. He did his own shit. He was really good. Yeah, he was good. Exactly. And, well, and it was a great way to justify, like, why the Soviets would put so much effort, time, money, and, like, power into this character. Into this one guy. Be like, hey, let's give him a robot arm and a cool new identity. Yeah, let's give him a robot arm that'll be as good as the technology we have, like, 40 years later. I assume they kept adding to it every decade or so when they unfroze him. Oh, naturally. Um, 
yeah, Bucky's a great resurrection. Um, he really is, and uh, s- still, you know, pretty prominent too. Like they spun that into like a real integral part of like the Cap lore and Marvel comics. And I'm sure he'll be important again in Secret Empire. They quote unquote killed him in Thunderbolts, but it, they didn't make a big deal about it, which means he will almost certainly 100% be coming back. Well, we by know, the end like Kobik likes him so. <laughs> That too, that as well. Although Kobik is gone right now, but That's when Kobik true. comes back, she'll be like, "Okay, sorry, I'm putting it all back now. Bucky, you can come back to life." Exactly. Sorry um, for all the bullshit. Yeah. When it comes to character resurrections, there's one that I really liked that came out right before Jeff Johns was on the scene doing his like sweeping retcons, and it was a a curious one because of how weird it was handled, but how at the end of the day, you still kind of got what you wanted, and it was Green Arrow's resurrection from Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Fuck, you're talking to the right man for that. Absolutely. Yeah, Quiver. I We did it on back issues. It was a fun issue. Kevin Smith showed that, like, when he wants to, he can write a really cool comic book. It's true. It's really true. Uh, it was nice to get him back. It was nice that they tied it into the lore. And it's nice that they also kind of sold on the idea where it's like, no, the world needs Oliver Queen Green Arrow. Agreed. Although I am disappointed by what they did with him at the end of the story. Because, okay, when they brought back Oliver Queen, because Oliver Queen had gone from, like, the character that everyone recognized Oliver Queen to be, to being, like, a murderer and a philanderer mm. and, mm. Uh, like, just a dark, gritty misery. He, they Aquamaned him up. They, they sure did. Aquamaned Green Arrow. And then killed him. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, I love Smith's way of doing it because Green Arrow gets his arm caught in a mach- in a bomb. Yep, that's and how it happened. Superman is going to have to rip it off, homaging Dark Knight Returns when Superman ripped off Oliver Queen's arm. And rather than do that, he triggers the bomb knowing that while it will kill him, it won't kill Superman. So he dies and gets like his body particles on Superman's cape, which he doesn't wash. And then during final night, when Parallax is going to fix everything. Hey, bring it back to Parallax. Yeah. uh, He also brings Oliver Queen back to life. But the one that he liked from before all the bullshit. His buddy. Yeah. So Oliver Queen comes back to life. And when he returns, he's this like homeless uh green avenger macgyvering it up with arrows and that freaking that he has a boxing glove arrow or whatever that's like made from trash it's an amazing it's a bleach bottle (laughs) yeah that's it it's amazing that reveal but uh they really need to cosplay that guy more at cons we need more homeless green arrow i do really want to see more more trash arrow but uh the thing that i really want like liked was that the arrow that came back was the old Green Arrow, who was like, you know, who who was the social justice warrior, I guess you could say, but more like he was just a. It, it's a stupid turn, a, a liberal progressive good guy. Precisely, like, he was he he was very left wing. You could say mm. that's the way to say it. But Which he uh, always was. But what I liked about that is that Hal or Hal Jordan was pretty right wing too, military man, fighter pilot, quoting uh, what is it, Reagan and everything else. But even though they were politically different, they were best friends. They always wound up on the same side. Uh, I think that's a very... I think the world needs a new hard-traveling heroes right about now is I what agree. I... The but it's kind of hard to do that now. <laughs> it would be weird and uncomfortable. It would be, wouldn't it? But it was uncomfortable when it came out. In the 70s when they were dealing with race relations, it was tough and, and, and hardcore. The problem was they didn't have like whole YouTube channels dedicated to it. That's the problem right there. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I liked the resurrection of, of Ollie, but I wanted them to keep 
time-displaced Ollie, who, <laughs> who was like, what is the world here? Like, what did I fail? Like, what's going on here? Everybody's that crazy. That was a nice touch. I want that Ollie. But what they did was they, they basically merged the body of young Ollie with the soul of the Ollie that died. So, they basically did Superman uh, reborn. reborn before Superman Reborn. Yeah, but they merged them together, and so you, what you got out of it was the like uh, an Ollie with the experience, but the but the youth, and so he like wanted to kind of realize what he had missed and 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 live up to the example that he exi- that, that existed before he died. Um, it's it, it's very animation arrow, true arrow. Nice. It was it was, but you know what? It was a fun retcon and a great resurrection. I'm happy because I got my guy back, and it's uh, funny, too. Uh, what is it? Like, we had had Connor Hawk for a good long time there, and they're actually teasing right now in the Green Arrow comic that Connor Hawk is going to be coming back again. Yeah. More power to him. I like their growing the Green Arrow family. It's, it's always been one of my favorite families. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What, uh, what, what else we got? Well, I mean, heck, uh, from Archer to Archer, we should talk about all the times Hawkeye's come yeah. back from the dead. Yeah. I don't like any of the times he came back to life, though. His retcons have been sloppy. They're all a little limp, aren't they? Yeah, I like that they brought him, that they bring him back. Like I, because I like Hawkeye, and I think he has a place in this in this world. Absolutely, like, he's stop. he's the everyman on the Avengers. Right, but stop killing him. It's so funny. They're like, well, who can we afford to lose? Eh, Hawkeye. He's That's the only one with no powers. Like. So whatever. But At I least it's bad. nice to know he made it out of Secret Empire because he's going to be co-leading the new Hawkeye book. Because I really did think. I'm like, oh, man, Clint's not making it out of this one, is he? Yeah. No, they – yeah. I mean, it would be obvious if they killed him. I would hate to see it, but, but – Yeah, heck, even in the so. movies, everyone was taking bets that he'd be the one to die in uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, not only did were they taking bets, but friggin' Joss Whedon was putting the writing on the wall. Like, whoa. We got the moment where he takes out a photo of his family, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm, just one more mission, and then I'm ba- and then I'm out." Like it's on. it's the classic war movie, gangster movie. The guy with the most to live for always ends up dead. Exactly, but uh, but I feel I mean, yeah. <laughs> what else have we got? Um, oh well, the, since it's my turn, I'll go with. Uh, I guess I'll go with Captain America. That's right. He's also returned, hasn't he? Who had his own reborn? He did. Uh, or rebirth, rather. It was called Captain America Reborn. I okay. First of all, let's put aside the whole Batman Omega sanction. Uh, yeah. Captain America Time Bullet. It's the same goddamn thing, but with the same goddamn resurrection. But Captain America Reborn is one of my favorite resurrection comics. It's a little mini series. It tells you how mm-hmm. Captain America comes back to life. It is amazing it's, it's pretty friggin solid it's well it's well written it's it, it is pure and simple superheroic comic books giant red skull and like attacking mm-hmm. the capitol building and captain america comes back right at the last second like it's it is great it is a great was, little, was that like, brubaker too i think that is Bru- i think it's got to be brubaker because Bru- it was Baker's his era i'm assuming he wrote everything yeah. yeah but uh but captain america's resurrection the first one uh, from Brubaker, I guess, because Cap's gonna have to go through another resurrection, I'm sure. Uh, well, it's they're already kind of doing it in Secret Empire right now. They kind of put the resurrection in the series. That's true. That's true. Thanks. He's to literally the aid going of an, of an unlikely ally. I don't want to spoil yes. it because it just came out today. But just came out. But it's it's very. They take it to some interesting places, and I like the idea they draw there that these two characters 
they're like this man. You can't have one without another. Uh, We're yin and yang. A lot of a lot of a uh, lot of reveals in the new Secret Empire. But, Very. Uh, but before Secret Empire, before Cap was a Nazi, solid resurrection. Even if you never read the death of Captain America and everything leading up to it, you could read Captain America Reborn, and it's just a fun, cool ass comic book. It, it's it's very well. Uh... What's the word? Self-contained. Yes, it is very self-contained. Good call. Which is a rarity in these big stories. Oh my god, yeah, you, yeah. We could do it on back issues and it, we wouldn't miss a beat. Yeah, totally. It's a, it's funny, too. I mean, I guess doing a show about resurrections means if we ever do a sequel series, we could talk about deaths. I'm actually a big fan of the death of Captain America. I actually think the way they did it was a really good mystery. And yet again, hats off to Brubaker for a black hat conspiracy piece. I agree. I agree. So what have you got? It was, it was, it was even like straight down to the uh, like the like the Kennedy tapes, but with Captain America. It's like, well, if you see right here, you can see the shooter. That's the thing. The, I gotta say, man, Brubaker is just a better. It's just a better. It has a better handle on Cap than Nick Spencer. Well, it's it, because it was a spy era is the thing. Like you know, for Spencer, it's a political thriller. Yeah. They did two very different takes on like Grunwald. When he was writing it, just straight up superhero. And when, what was it, Remember was writing him? Weird alternate dimension thing. Yeah, I'm not a huge Remember fan. Nah, neither am I. Ooh, uh, Austin uh, with a super chat. Is it working? Uh, yeah, for you it is because yes, I'm Austin. reading it on my digital. Thank you, man. Thank you, Joel, for noticing. Um, but yeah, thank you, Austin. It, here's the thing. I don't see it, but the mods do. So if they haven't shouted you out, they will. And we'll shout it out as well because Joel's paying attention to the the uh, the super chat in the mobile yes if people wonder why i keep looking at my feet every couple seconds that's not because i'm really shy about this conversation it's because i'm reading my phone there you go for me it's i don't want to piggyback off of the wi-fi because i want to have a clean episode that makes sense uh I, I guess another resurrection there uh bringing it back to the the actual resurrection is a good idea but i think they did jack shit with them by the end of it jason todd yes i will admit that the Jason Todd resurrection was well executed. Mm. Even if it was retconned almost immediately after it was established. Like Superboy yeah. Punch, and then people were like, do you thought that was stupid? Okay, never mind. I'll, uh, no. Uh, Lazarus Pit, yeah, made him crazy. It wasn't because someone punched the walls of reality. I liked the punching the walls of reality thing. It's so DC, I'll take it. Like, I was it so really on board. Is. I was like, yeah, reality punch. I'm happy to laugh about that forever. It's not a big deal. Yeah, they, uh, they had an issue with it, though. They're like, no, we need to take it seriously. And he was a good villain for a while. I really liked the uh, Under the Red Hood storyline that they did, even though it's actually way longer than I remember. It's like 12 parts, and I it, think the movie's a little better. The movie, and of course written also by Judd Winnick, so you get yes. pretty much like just the best parts. And Winnick knows how to edit himself, amazingly enough. He really does. Well, I went back and read Under the Red Hood recently, and I forgot Onyx was a big part of it. Remember Onyx? No. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's there's an episode Heroes they tried to launch that fucking failed Onyx and Forerunner Pharaoh. and Pandora. Yeah. No, I uh yeah. Let me tell you, I recently got Under the Red Hood. We were gonna do it in back issues recently, and I was just reading. I'm like, hoof. This is going on forever. What what the hell? I, rem I like I thought I remembered this, and then it was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of a lot of shit in there. Which I'll the probably movie's great because anyway. it trims the fat. It really does. The movie's the wor like worth worth talking about. Um. You know who's an unca an uncharacteristic resurrection? There's two resurrections of this character, um, but I'll give it a shout for the second one. The Punisher's resurrection when he became Frankencastle? 
that was you covered that on your show too. I had never actually read that story, but I watched your episode oh, and was good. quite enthralled by your description That's of it. That's all you really need. Uh let me tell you, man, Frankencastle was such a stupid idea. But cool so, but image be, though. But because they knew it was it wasn't like somebody was Oh, I got it. And they really earnestly believed in it. I think they just, they knew it was stupid and they ran with it. They were like, I want to really, I want to do a backdoor Marvel Monsters book. And yeah. I know that like, not, there are, there are probably more Punisher fans than there are Marvel Monster fans. Mm. And when it was going on, people were like, this is amazing. Like, I'm kind of really enjoying this stupid story. Um, but at the end of the day, when they brought him back, I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And I could see Frank just being like, God, what? Why is it every time I die, it has to be stupid? Like yeah, when remember he, when I was an angel? When he was executed by the government, and then the and then the, like God Himself is like, "You're an you're an angel now." And then Garth Ennis's Punisher, apparently the retcon for that was he just said, "I told them to go fuck themselves." I love that so much. In like the first issue of Welcome Back, Frank is like, "Ah, I was an angel, weapon of God once." Didn't like it. Yep. But, oh, uh, g- getting artsy with a lobster there. Hey, guys, consider the whole Heroes Reborn as a resurrection. Uh, Would we consider that? I mean, that's true. Thank you, Getting Artsy. And by the way, thank you for the super chat. The thing about Heroes Reborn is it's a terrible resurrection. Yeah, it is. It's really like, bad. Really it doesn't qualify because they're, while their death was cool and amazing and created a, a status quo for the Marvel Universe we've never seen again or any of its like, uh, the fact that, like, the world's greatest superheroes, all of them, died mm-hmm. in a big battle, and the X-Men became scapegoats, and mm-hmm. everyone who was left to, 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 to hold the slack were Spider-Man, Daredevil, and anyone else. Just, yep. just the stragglers, the ones who were either too late to the fight or who were not invited, and Aww. they're the world's greatest superheroes, and like, you could, and that's actually, that's that, that power vacuum created the thunderbolts sure did it was an amazing concept so i would i would posit that the death of the avengers from onslaught is a is better than the resurrection when they came back it was like mm. it was like a thing that is so cemented in time i shouldn't reference it and i'm going to any way because it's my show uh <laughs> but go for it here it is uh you remember TGIF uh, on, oh, yeah. on uh, ABC? Oh, yeah, well, thank God it's Friday. Before TGIF, there was like a kind of proto-TGIF when there were shows like Family Ties. <laughs> and uh, right after Disney acquired it, they did this weird special where Mickey Mouse was, uh, was, was robbed of his fame by the wizard from Fantasia. Uh-huh, Yin Sid. Yeah, and so Mickey is... So Mickey cameos in every episode of the TGIF lineup. Oh, that's right, when they were doing all those crazy crossovers. So Mickey's in each one, and nobody recognizes him, of course, except for the children. And then at the end, Roger Rabbit finds him. Uh, basically, they like the people all... They get together in a big musical number at the end, and Mickey's like... He earns his fame or his or the the, the love of humanity back, and then Roger. How have I missed this? It's amazing, but uh, so Roger Rabbit's the first tune to see Mickey since he disappears. And by the way, of course, the Magic Kingdom, the Toontown, they're all looking for Mickey, but they can't find him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Roger's the first one to see him, and so Roger gets the credit for finding Mickey. Uh, it's very similar to Heroes Reborn because. <laughs> 
when the heroes come back, Spider-Man happens to be there, and he's <laughs> the first hero to discover the Avengers have returned after they all, like, did this terrible uh, crossover event where, like, the Heroes Reborn universe is going to be destroyed, and so they all get into, like, a life raft, kind of similar to Secret Wars, and, and bail. And when they come back here, Spider-Man's the one who receives them. You're That's like, why. So he, so he's the Roger Rabbit. Of he's the, the Roger Disney, Rabbit of the, of the Heroes universe. Reborn resurrection of the the Avengers. Um, bizarre. So yeah, sorry about that I, tangent, but uh, yeah. Punisher's no, that was Red excellent. Neat, neat. I, I've never heard that before. I need to track down footage of this. I guarantee every episode is on YouTube. You got oh, to watch probably. it. Oh, Speaking of Spider Man, and you wore the death of Ultimate Spider Man, and somewhat resurrection. The, his resurrection was limp. His death was pretty good. His death was the was one of the best handled deaths in all of comic book history. Very well done. And his Very resurrection respectful. was like an afterthought. It's Bendis being like, well, I got to put him here. I want to put the toy back in the chest if I ever get to go back to this universe. And then they destroy it. Yeah, and then they, they, not only that, they destroy it and they leave it open. It's like, maybe he was a clone. Maybe he wasn't. We don't know. Universe is ending. Who cares? Yeah, at least Mary Jane gets to be with the only only boy she's ever kissed. There's that. (laughs) At least there's that. So you got that going for you. Um (laughs) <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. You know who's a great resurrection? Benjamin sure. J. Grimm, the thing. Yes, yeah. Oh wow, from the Mark Wade run when they killed him in a big fight with Doctor Doom, right? Exactly. And then uh, when he dies, the Fantastic Four go, "Well, heaven's probably just another dimension." <laughs> and we got those things all that we got. A, we got a dimensional hopper, and they just go to heaven, and it We're just happens, break into heaven. <laughs> and there just happens to be Jack Kirby's studio, and Kirby just fixes him. There you go. They, they animal man it is what they do. They do. It's just like Animal Man starts talking to the writer, Grant Morrison, and they fix it all up. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, I... There's a good resurrection for it. They weren't heroes, but Animal Man's family, that's a pretty good one. That is amazing. No, it's, it, it counts because, like, that... Basically, the character being like, please give me back my family. And the writer being like, yeah, okay. you probably deserve it. <laughs> I've, I've piled a little too much misery on you, haven't I? All right. All right. I took. It, I, I really took it for granted. I took the fact that you were fictional for granted. It's also the first uh, in like a long line of many. Look at Grant Morrison get mega ultra meta on you. Yeah, I would say that th- those were probably the best times for Grant Morrison. But uh, yeah, because you can only pull that trick only so many times. It's true. I guess we should probably reference the Flash now. Yeah, yeah, of course. Flash Rebirth. I, I have my copy over there somewhere. Yeah. Barry Allen coming back to life or never having died in the first place, being trapped in the Speed Force. Uh, during Setting a my... precedent for all other Speed Force uh, users who die. They're not really gone. They're just trapped in the Speed Force. Yeah, like old soldiers. They just fade away. Um, yeah. Let me tell you, solid retcon, great oh, yeah. resurrection. Uh, Good story. Yeah, terrific story. Just, no, just overall. Again, I... Another bit of Jeff Johns being like, let's not only bring back the character, but let's bring back Reverse Flash, let's bring back all the lore, and let's actually add some new shit on top of it. Like, now Barry is the lightning bolt that crashed into him in the first place, making his whole life a big self-fulfilling time loop. It's hard to uh, believe that that retcon, or that that concept is so young. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. To think, too, he would do that thing... There'd be like a short two-volume run of Flash, then Flashpoint, then the New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. Can we? So count- yeah, that's a oh, very young. It's true. 
can we count Jean Grey? Because I don't think I've liked any of her resurrections except for the <laughs> first one when it turned out she was Phoenix, but then it turns out that she was actually a clone. Um, Talk about being dead for actually a pretty long time, too, on this last one. Still dead. Still dead. We still got dead. the young clone, but the OG one is still technically dead. There is a body in the backyard. <laughs> and it belongs to Jean Grey. She's still dead. There's a young one, but she knows where she's ending up. Ugh. That's gotta be dark, and that's gotta fuck with you a little bit. I, I'm, I eat breakfast only five feet away from my own rotting corpse. Rotting corpse? <laughs> Look, Jean, nothing happens on purpose. Come watch TV. Yeah, come join the X-Men. Come fight Magneto. <laughs> come play baseball. Nah, yeah. Come carve the Thanksgiving turkey. We're a family. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, unless we're not. When are they going to this... do X Men Civil War? It's, it's surprising they haven't, huh? I mean, I, I mean, it, schism kind of counts, but like, yeah, but like, but no, just put the Civil War logo on it, but call it X Men Civil. Well, my my question is, how are they not going to have something like that now after Secret Empire, when a good majority of the X Men willingly became Hydra Stooges and sellouts just so they could have their own country? Seeing Beast in his dignitary costume, being like, yeah. I am so on board, Cap. I do not care. I am what is, such a bad. I'm such a bastard. Beast is my favorite good X Man. I don't know why. I think it started with Bendis, and it hasn't stopped. This weird fixation of oh, we need to make Beast this morally compromised individual. It's weird. I think it came before Bendis, but Bendis certainly ran with it. Because uh, I want to say, even during the Astonishing X Men run, he's willing to do, you know, uh, morally ambiguous things to save his people. I but, guess the idea is they're trying to paint him as like a Vulcan that you know he's cold and logical and will always so, but, do the but cold he's and logical. He is, and we've seen the good, happy, fun guy in him all the time. Yeah, the beast that everyone else who doesn't read comics or who kind of read comics a long time ago recognizes Beast as does not fit the description of what he is now. It's, it's oh my stars and garters, what have I done? Yeah, that beast feels. That's a beast who wanted people to have... He wanted to be with people, so yeah. he experimented on him. The reason he's blue is because he feels too much. That's true. It really is. And also, uh, Aaron, uh, does Jesse Custer count at the end of Preacher? Yes. Uh, Jesse Custer is a superhero, and I think that... Here's the thing. I'm, I'm calling it now. I've said this on a couple of episodes. There will be a time when Jesse Custer... And the Preacher universe is folded into the DC universe. <laughs> and uh, also, by the way, quick shout out to Aaron in the super chat. Thank you so much, man. I don't know what he said, but thank you, Aaron. Um, but uh, I would not be the least bit surprised if Jesse Custer was folded in. Oh, it was, that, was, that was Aaron who said the, the Jesse Custer thing. Thank yeah, you, Aaron. that was the question. Um, but yeah, uh, if Jesse Custer was a member, was made a member of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> He has a little bit of the voice left. That's all they need to do. Is just a little bit of the voice. I mean, hey, they already—they're already experimenting with Watchmen. If Watchmen works, how do you top that? There's no question. But that is—that's something where it's like the show is so—it's so not Preacher for me. But people like it so much that they might as well just do that. Then it doesn't unmake Preacher. It doesn't change anything. The, if you're willing to make Watchmen part of the DC universe, then fuck it. You I mean, might as how well make people V a member of the Justice Society. 
I mean, how people thought it would unmake Constantine when they did that stuff with Constantine and all those old Hellblazer Arguably, books are still Constantine's there and still fine. never recovered from having been folded into the DC universe. Mm, he's, his, that... his star has never been as high, but then again, he hasn't had the same superstar writers on him either. No. It's weird that there's no... Like, why didn't, like, I don't know. Like, where's where's Ennis on, on, on a new Constantine? Where's Gaiman on a new Constantine? Like, Are they too busy? What's the deal? Uh, we know they're not. Yeah, I was going to say. But, uh, but yeah, I think, but number one, yes, Jesse Custer's Resurrection. It's part of the story. It's not really like it was a retcon or a decision, but it's it's part of the story. It is, it is integral. It is, it's as beautiful as the rest of the book. But I think they are going to make Preacher part of the DC Universe someday. Can you imagine the Justice League versus the Saint of Killers? Can you imagine oh Cassidy joining some team or being a problem? Can, the reveal alone of somebody, I don't know who, I'm trying to think, Joel, I, I, I throw it to you, but what character, like, you know, being put on a quest, maybe the Suicide Squad is forced to find their newest member, right? Or, or oh, that's nice. their mission. And they open this vault under the ground, and they, they, they it swings open, and it's fucking Cassidy, and he says, how are you? And he's just gagged and everything. Also, hey, Mind Freak, uh, the rebirth of Thanos in Silver Surfer that leads to Thanos' quest in Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, you gotta bring back Thanos, and it was solid. Though I argue that there haven't been any, there, there haven't been a lot of good Thanos stories over time. The Jeff Lemire run right now has been pretty good. It's had some nice yes. ups and downs to it. No, that's a good, that's a, that's a solid one. Yeah, so thank you, Mind Freak 555. But um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Jesse Custer and friggin' uh, any of those other guys in DC would be pretty, uh, would be pretty damn interesting, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, here's the thing. I know I've told you this before, but Jimmy Palmiotti in his Jonah Hex run, when clearly no editor was paying attention to yes. him and he could just write whatever he wanted, Jonah made several references to the Saint of Killers, actually. I've heard that. That's fine. I'm 100% okay with the idea that the Saint of Killers exists within or without continuity. And that Jonah met him at one point That's when he was still me. technically alive. That is totally fine. Yeah, if, if, if Jonah met the Saint of Killers when he was alive... Mm -hmm. I don't know if he'd still be alive, but I, like I don't know if Jonah Hex would have survived. But because well, no, it's it's yeah, it's by the way Jonah tells. It's like I'm not scared of everything, or I'm not scared of anything. I was scared of that guy. That's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Which is such amazing. Actually, hey, you know, there's another guy who was technically resurrected, but not really, because the thing about Jonah Hex is because he's a Wild West character, and because his life is history, like Wyatt Earp or anything, right? They, in DC lore, do have an actual date where it's like, and he died here, he was shot in a saloon with his back against the wall, and this is the history that everyone accepts as truth, and we see, like, stories later where it's like, oh, you know, Booster Gold bought his stuffed body for his planet Krypton thing. Jesus. I know, right? Palmiotti actually kind of went back and said, well, around the same time, Jonah Hex was also dealing with a Jonah Hex impersonator. Mm, God. <laughs> who was who was stealing his name and his identity and so palmiotti plays with the idea maybe jonah didn't die maybe he lived out the rest of his days with Tallulah black and was happy you don't know yeah yeah that's true i like throwing that door up it's like but maybe he had more adventures after when they say he died yeah, that'd be fine so that's uh, sort of a resurrection but really more of a retcon yeah i mean most of these resurrections are retcons um, it's true What's the other thing I was going to mention? Uh, Colossus's resurrection was a great mm. reveal. That's a pretty good one. Solid just worked. If you haven't read there's it, there's a there's a lot of ones in the X Men. Like how many times has Professor X died and come back? Yeah, but how many of them are memorable? 
Uh, most of the time, it's like, hey, remember what I said? I died while I lied. Yeah, well, I'm a son of a bitch. Sorry. I bet it's amazing that he's been as dead as long as he has to Professor X. How much money do you bet when he does eventually come back, it's going to be one of those? Yeah, no, I, I can imagine that. Yeah, I used... Yeah. Oh, I vaporized? Or did I make everyone think I vaporized? Mm -hmm. Damn it, Charles, not again! <laughs> oh yeah, I've been sitting in the basement this whole time with Havoc, playing video games and eating Cheetos. Yeah. No, fuck the basement, I've been on a gorgeous island all by myself, having a wonderful time, just, just eating away at my fortune. Laughing at you all for all of your problems. You yeah. fought the Inhumans? What the fuck? Why? Who cares about them? What? what since when are they relevant? Captain America became a Nazi and took over the world. Really? Stupid. Wow. Like, <laughs> I like I like Charles just commenting on the uh, Marvel Universe. Civil War Two, you say? Well, you were out of ideas. Jesus, can't believe you did that one, guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have time I... for we have time for two more. Um, well, I think we should wrap up with the big one, the one that's the name that's the cover sake for the show. Right. Do you of have course. any more? Uh, what about all the times they've killed Aunt May? Aunt May... Yeah. Her resurrection... Her resurrection sucks! Her yeah. deaths are better than her resurrections. They really are. Um, but, uh... But, yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. Are they ever gonna keep her dead, you think? No. I no, mean, I don't think so either. No, I don't think so. Here's the thing about Aunt May and her resurrection. If you don't have the resurrection... Because here's the thing. Like, her death scene in Amazing 400 is great. It's, yep. a great, it's a great death scene. I love it. And, you know, when I was a kid and I read it, I cried. But, not, but it's not as good as the conversation she has with Peter, written by Straczynski. Mm, that's and you don't good. get that unless she's alive. So her resurrection does lead to better stories. I say that, like, the way that Straczynski handles Aunt May is almost as great as Bendis' Aunt May in Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm, um, that's pretty good. But the conversation is some of the best comics. It's it's one of the best Spider-Man comics of all time. And you don't get that without her resurrection. Which, unfortunately, is a real fucker. Because that because Spider-Man thinks that Norman Osborn keeps, saved his daughter. His dead daughter. And then he finds out that his octogenarian aunt is actually alive. And that was the switcheroo. That, like, that's... that That is a gut punch and a freaking half there's another dude who keeps coming back to life norman osborne died for real really early on in spider-man's history stayed dead until they needed a villain for clone saga this to hang it all up. is solid that was a great resurrection i remember as a kid being like what it's and the it, only thing that you would accept it was actually me all along norman osborne and i i guarantee you they didn't even freaking have that idea until the zero hour there's oh no i'm sure they didn't that they were like wait a minute what if we just bring back Norman Osborn? <laughs> who, who, who do we hang all this crazy bullshit for the last couple of years on? Yeah, I guess we could. It's it's a it, this whole thing has been crazy. Norman Osborn's crazy, and Spider Man's greatest villain. Let's just do that. There's no bottom to this barrel. Let's just keep going. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll see some daylight. Here's the we thing: keep we can't fuck up any more than we already have. We might as well it's bring a... back Green Goblin. Sure. Worst case scenario, he's a clone. Yeah. But That's yeah. true. Uh, uh, and speaking of Aunt May's death, too, this hit me. I think they ever so briefly in the 60s actually killed Alfred and replaced him with Aunt Harriet, like, from the 60s show. Yeah. But he, he didn't stay dead. 
he just turned into this weird villain called the Outsider, but then they eventually got him back and he had amnesia and didn't remember all the villain stuff he did. That sucks. <laughs> it does. But hey, when they did Forever Evil and we got to see Evil Earth 3 Alfred, oh, what yeah. did he call himself? The Outsider. <laughs> That's a clever bit of uh, continuity uh, homaging there. Yeah. Once again, showing Jeff Johns pays attention to continuity and also him kind of tipping his hat a little bit there and yeah. showing his hand where it's like, you know, why would this villain call himself the outsider if he'd call himself anything? Yeah, exactly. I like that. And finally, the big red ass himself. Superman's resurrection. I think it sucks. It's not great. It's... Once again, I think they did a better job of it in the movie when they did a movie version Ugh, of it. I don't like that movie. You don't like that one? That movie where Lex Luthor just makes a clone so that he could punch it and be like, Why did you leave me? I loved you! I'm like, what for, is happening? For sadosexual gratification. How That's creepy what... and weird. I'm like, what's happening? I, that was the, I think that was the debut of the DC direct-to-DVD animated universe. It was. It was Not the first including one. Batman Mask of the Phantasm, but like Superman Doomsday is like, We're going to start making these! And I'm like... Well, you're off to a bad start. That was the first one. Yep, that was it. Where it was horribly miscast. You had Anne Heche as Lois Lane. and Yeah, uh, and, one of the Baldwins. And you had Adam Baldwin. No, Adam Baldwin's not a Baldwin. He's He he technically is named Baldwin, but he's not related to those people. That's right. We, we've had this argument before, people in the chat yelling at me because I can't keep my Baldwin no, straight. No, that Adam Baldwin is Jane from Firefly. Terrible Superman. But, mm. uh, but you know. And also, like, it's just... just like, he's also Hal Jordan in the first Injustice game, and it's like, yeah, he's not good at that either. But Baldwin uh, also, the only role of Baldwin's I liked was when he actually played Jonah Hex in the Oh, yeah, Justice that League was fine. Thing. Dude's been born, Dune's born to play a cowboy. It's um, true. And, also, but, also, he's a anti-hero maniac in real life, so it yeah. makes sense should play a maniac on tv also uh getting artsy with the lobster back again oh, before you. the stream is done i've been reading paradise x and just want to say fuck that book big time yes fuck par fact fuck all the x's after earth it's paradise and universe they're both garbage don't waste your time um i'm sorry it's just they're not as good and i'm not even the biggest fan of earth x but uh but yeah uh by the way, Billy Baldwin played Batman in the uh, the Crime Syndicate movie. That's right, he did. But no relation, of course. But that, yeah. But uh, Superman's resurrection. Superman dies. They bring back four Superman. They tell you which one's that one. Uh, none of them. Here, Superman. He came out of nowhere. He was in a healing coma. He was fine. That sucked. That's that sucked in a way where it was like, okay, you you. There's a committee. I've seen the video of these people like talking about how they're going to kill oh, yeah. Superman. At no point do you go, and how are we going to bring him back? <laughs> yeah, that go, was an eleventh well, hour thing. Like you come up with that first, and then you lead towards it. You don't just go, who's the f who is it? It's either Eradicator or a cyborg. Cyborg's a bad guy. Is it Eradicator? No, it's Mullet Superman over there. Hey, say what you want about Dan Slott and Superior Spider-Man, but at least he was sure to be like, okay, here's a golden octobot, here's this, that, and the other, here's a bunch of ways I can get out of this if I have to. Yeah, say what you want about Dan Slott, son of a bitch, no story structure. <laughs> he does. Son of a bitch, no story structure, and no, you leave yourself ways out. Yes, you give yourself an out. You might be able to see the strings, but at least you're enjoying the show. 
Absolutely, totally. <laughs> it's it's funny too, you know. We mentioned the healing coma. That's kind of become like a big in joke within the comic community in general. Whenever there's a disappointing resurrection, where it's like, oh, was he in a healing coma the whole time? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually surprised. Did because Superman became a Black Lantern in Blackest yes, Night, right? That's it right. It would be amazing if he was like technically didn't die. Yeah. Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? If he was like, if if he didn't become a Black Lantern, Necron's like, no, I, I like I've heard, no, I I know specifically you died. Mm -mm. Nope, I was in the healing coma, never died. Yep, never died, not even once. Not you're even wrong. Once. <laughs> show show your work. You're wrong. Well, he'd be like healing coma. Punch. Just totally getting in. Yeah, <laughs> getting right in the face of the god of death. I would have been okay with that. You know, speaking of Superman's death, there's the, oh, was he in a healing coma the whole time? Or Superman's not dead, he's just at the center of the sun fixing it, and one day he'll be back. And one day he'll be back, and then he does come back in Superman 1 million or whatever, but like... Well, we don't talk about that one. No, I don't, because it ruins All-Star Superman. All-Star yeah. Superman is a great story all by itself. He's dead. Leave it alone. He's Atlas at the end of the freaking book. Damn it! Hold, holding up the goddamn Earth only Don't you know? Ah! Like, just enjoy it for what it is. People were bitching at me when we did that on back issues. They were like, no, he died. Like, no, he came back because he's, he's Superman, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but in the story, you don't. it doesn't need to be connected. It's true. Now, that said, I think that they even... I think that that Superman shows up in All-Star Superman with the Rose, but... You know. Oh yeah, probably. But anyway, I mean, you know, that's yeah. that's a whole other conversation. But uh, but there you have it, gang. Our favorite resurrections of superheroes. One of these days yeah. we'll do the sister show where we all talk about our favorite deaths in comics. Say that for Halloween or something, because what's scarier than death? <laughs> nothing. The cold oblivion <laughs> of nothingness. But uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Hey, bye -bye. what's happening on Joel's channel before we go? Uh, well, my regular co-host Matt was away this week on vacation, so there actually is no new comic multiverse, but I was able to free up some space and talk about even more comics from the week so you can catch up on pretty much everything nice. from the week that was. And also, too, uh, I don't know if it's coming out this week, but I am working on a new show. It's kind of half comic show, half stunt show. I've talked to them about it forever but maybe I might actually do it now because I finally found a good miniseries that's finished up. It's that Punisher Deadpool thing. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of doing something with that. Cool. So I'd be, be on the lookout in case I launch a new show soon because I might. Will do, man. There you go. Um, and yeah, well, we're releasing a new episode of Back Issues in the next couple of hours. It will be Batman I Am Gotham. Uh, I make a lot of jokes about Duke and his non-superhero handle. Uh, <laughs> I, I expect a million comments about the fact that his name is Lark. It isn't, though, as we found out in The Forge. Scott Snyder, I have the tweet saved, even said, no, that's not his name yet. He was just trying that out. We'll find out his real name by the end of it. I got them too, Sal. Thank you. And the fact is, the the name is only revealed in an alternate future where it's the end of the world and also bluebirds there so how can you really take that seriously <laughs> i like bluebird oh that's too bad for you <laughs> she was really good in batman and robin eternal that was a good series oh i didn't waste my time but we'll yeah. see you guys anyway, it, it was much better than batman eternal i'll put it that way woof but uh yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week with another episode of elsewhere's change thanks a lot for watching and uh 
That that's all. That's it. That's all. That that word. We're done. Later. Yep. Yeah.